Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Oh, welcome into episode 302 of Hobby Addicts. Today, on this fine, snowy day in Denver, I'm joined by Mason. Two bros hanging out. What is up? Two best bros bitching about hobbies, video games, whatever it is. Actually, it's really warm in the Northeast. Not for long. It's actually a lovely, besides a little bit of rain. Uh, Sunday afternoon right now. It's in the 60s. That's right. There's a six in the preceding digit slot wow. of my temperature reading, that's, and I love it. That's pretty warm, but you know, I get everything like three days before you do. So I'm here to tell you, it won't last. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, for, that's for sure. Um, but, let's you know. see. It looks like it's going to hold on to the 40s all week. Well, a little rainy, a little cloudy, but hey, we take the 40s. Well, we got some snow today here in Denver. It snowed a few inches, and and uh, it, may be, it may be coming your way, you know. So Denver gets most of its snow in April, in March and April, it seems like. So um, that's my, my, my very limited experience, but that's how I feel about it. So anyway, guys, welcome into Hobby Addicts. We are going to be talking to you about some fun stuff today. I'm going to give you a, a Horizon update because I basically critical pathed and completed the main story of the game. And I'll give you some final thoughts on Horizon. Spoiler alert, my opinion has dropped a little bit since I um, played since I last spoke. I watched the movie, I, re, I should say I re-watched The Descent last, uh, a couple of nights ago, an unbelievably intense horror movie um, that is just uncomfortable from beginning to end. Uh, I watched... Most of the rest of the first season of All of Us are dead last night, so I can touch on that if we if we have time. And I watched the movie Dog, which is a which is the the uh, Channing. Is that like the Channing Tatum or whatever? Channing Tatum movie. So, and um, Mason has Can Jam NYC twenty twenty two. I don't even know what that is. So why don't we start with that, Mason? What is a Can a Can Jam NYC twenty twenty two? A can jam is a convention I went to uh, for headphones and earbuds no and way. audiophiles extraordinaire. Yeah. So hence can, which is another name for headphones. They're, they're called cans. Uh, can jam, hence being a, a big party for it. So this took place actually last weekend. I had to rush home from it to record last week's episode. And because we didn't get time to talking about it last week's hobby addicts i'm gonna do about it now because it was a pretty good time i in full disclosure am not i think as i've talked before not a persnickety audiophile i am aware of you know some of the big name brands and companies and technology the terminology closed versus open back iems versus backs and amplifiers and all that kind of good stuff so I'm aware of the concepts, but I've never really wanted to take the plunge of spending lots and lots of money on a listening experience. But as I've talked about before, my current headphones are starting uh, to yeah. break down. The, red the ones? one, yeah, the red ones, no. the classic red, the Mason OG originals. Oh my um, god, no! 
I guess that's what OG and original is the same word. Anyway, uh, yeah, so like I dropped them a little while ago and just the left side of it, if you look really closely, sometimes I can tape them up and they stay put, but sometimes they start <laughs> just like falling apart and I'm like, I, I need oh, new man. headphones. And I knew there was this convention coming up, so I'm like, let's let's just wait and see what's there and see if I get inspired. So I've never really, you know, heard what top of the line audio equipment sounds like. Okay, and did you experience so, this? I did. I did in spades. Uh, oh, wow. But before I get too into it, I want to mention, so Can Jam and my departure to New York to go to it was on February 25th, which is the day that Elden Ring came out. So I had to put aside the, the oh, video game I'm man. super excited for to just listen to music in a room with a bunch of old people because that was mostly the demographic here uh so i will be talking about elden ring in the future i'm like 10 12 hours into it which is just not enough to fully oh god tell my thoughts i I like it so far i think i will grow to like it more but we'll we'll talk about that eventually every game now has to be like this open world thing where it takes like 75 hours to do anything oh no Mm -hmm. well i mean it well, it says the main story is 43 hours and the completionist is 92. That's really not that, not all that it's bad. It's not terrible and it's, it has in no way felt like a chore. Okay, well, that's good. Like, it's only 12 hours, sure, but like, it's not like one of those games where you open up your map and it's just littered with a thousand repeated yeah. fetch quests or clearing out a bunker or doing this. It's, it's just been a joy so far, so... Uh, good Elden Ring thoughts. We'll get to that later. But Can Jam, uh, it was took place over two days, February 26th and the 27th in uh, essentially downtown New York. It was like in Times Square. It was at a hotel. I stayed there with actually a listener member on the Discord, Caleb, who is an audiophile and kind of told me about this. And the two of us, as well as fan of the, or fan of the show, no one likes the show. Friend of the show, Bcom, yes, uh, you know, classic Japan trip veteran. Uh, he was going to join us as well. He unfortunately was not able oh, to make it due to uh, health concerns. So uh, it oh, was wow. two of us and some other boyos got together, and the tickets are super cheap. It was like twenty dollars to like get into this thing. Hey, it is so I figure. That's cheaper than yeah, an anime just go in. Oh, it's it, it's four to five times. Cheap. I guess if you go to like a super local backwoods college hosted anime convention, you could get in for like 30, 40 bucks. Is, is, is that for, is that for the whole weekend or is that for just one day? Uh, I think 20 was for one day and 30 was for both days. Oh, well, that's not so bad. So it was super cheap. And to me, that was like. I'm not even here to shop. I'm just here to like see what's out there, see what to experience what the best of the best sounds like. Uh, spoiler: the best of the best sounds pretty darn good. <laughs> I I was very much afraid that I would go there, put on these real nice headphones, and just like really not be able to hear a difference and be like, "Wait, what? What's everyone all excited about? This just sounds like my Beats headphone or whatever it is, you know?" But they did sound good. I only mildly broke things. But none of it was my fault because that was my other biggest fear is that I'd put on these like super expensive headphones and they would just like crumble to dust or I would like try to <laughs> unplug them and they would like snap off or whatever. You have nightmares. You're and like waking so, up. Cold exactly. Sweats. Exactly. Like the one I'll get to it later. But um, 
uh, it was close. There were some close calls, but I tried on a ton of different headphones. Um, I'm going to run through all the places I went to, or all the booths I went to on the first day, uh, just for people who know audiophile stuff. If not, this will take a minute. Um, I went to Dan Clark Audio, who's like one of the big names in headphones, and I sat down across the table, and I was like trying to figure out how this whole thing works, and Dan Clark, literally the owner, the guy who does everything was just across the table looking at me like what is this kid doing like i, I felt the judgment he was a nice guy how he wasn't is judging dan me clark? at all but i felt it yeah dan clark you can't trust him how, how um, old is this guy early 50s okay maybe all right so he was hip. i would say 96 mm, percent of the clientele were definitely past the age of 40 at least I mean, is this like, stuff this is like, definitely like an old man retired hobby? Is this stuff like I mean, is it really expensive stuff? Because if it is, so we'll get to that. Okay. Um, All right. Most of the things I was trying on, I'd say were probably eight to a thousand or eight hundred to a thousand dollars for the headphones. Wow! And Holy you'd be listening shit. to that through a amplifier and a DAC and whatever other components, like you know, high grade double infused gold plated copper braided <laughs> gold wire like that kind of stuff so i'd say on average most of the stuff i was listening to uh if you wanted that setup would run you about 5k holy sh for well, is this for like a like a home theater setup or what no this would be for things to get music from your uh listening device probably your laptop yeah into a good pair of headphones would cost about five thousand dollars that's fucking ridiculous yeah no wonder these people are like older i mean you'd have to be rich <laughs> you'd have to be rich and well on your way to having a lot of savings to just like yes i'm not gonna say throw away five thousand dollars but like that's i mean i don't know to me that seems excessive but who am i, I well agreed and that's why I'm like, for $20, I just want to hear what this stuff sounds like. No shit. Because there's no, there, you just get in line, and there's often not even a line, and you just sit down, and you're like, you take something, and if you're dumb like me, you just put it on your head and you start listening, not knowing that you just put on a pair of $12,000 headphones. Is it, like, better than Which, your own ears? I mean, what is the story of that? <laughs> I honestly, at one point... God. I would take headphones off and be like, man, real life doesn't sound as good as, <laughs> as, Jesus, as this. Crap. <laughs> yeah, so I think the most expensive setup I went on, which was funny because I sat down and without touching anything, just nothing worked. It just it it, it stopped working. It broke. And I was like, um, <laughs> Am I supposed to be hearing something? Because the, oh like no, the, my the dream! Thing, it's true. Exactly, the entire day, everything was working, uh, except this one thing where they're like, "This is like my friend, the uh, listener Caleb that was with us was like, okay, this is like the like end goal for a lot of the people here." It was like a pair of like six thousand dollar headphones with like a, I think a fifteen thousand dollar amplifier deck oh setup. So essentially, it was over twenty k to listen to. And he was like saying like this, the Hi-Fi Man Susvaras is what they're called, or what a lot of people are like, this is the cream of the crop, this is the pinnacle, this is, you know, you start your journey, you listen to $200 headphones, and you get $500 headphones, and you move up to 800 like, this is where it all leads to. And I sat down, and it just, like I said, it all broke. And I'm like, I'm not hearing anything. 
I didn't touch anything, but it's not working. It's like a drug And they just turned it off and turned it on again. But, like, I was nervous for a second. I was sweating. I was sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's like, oh, no. Now I'm going to have to, like, give them my car to pay for these fucking headphones. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. And that's the thing. We were... I think later when we were just walking around New York, we saw like a hundred thousand dollar like sports car, like something real bougie. Yeah. This is like, and you're like, man, a fifth of that price was what I just listened to music on. <laughs> and when you put it in the perspective like that, you're like, damn, oh, 20k is absurd. And it sounded good. I don't know if it sounded 20k good, but it sounded pretty damn awesome. I mean, how are and they compared to your good old red to your good old red boys? The Red Boys, uh, I I think it's all about diminishing returns. You know, you buy a $200 pair of headphones and you're listening to like 90, 93% of like the fidelity that it can offer. And you're spending so much money to get that little, you're eking out that better performance. It's like racing cars. So you, you buy any car and you can go pretty fast and do well. But like if you actually want to compete at the highest levels, you have to spend gobs and gobs of obscene amounts of money to get that extra little bit of performance and honestly as fun as this was and i would recommend people doing it just for the chance to listen to some real cool stuff uh i'm gonna be probably buying a replacement pair of pretty simple headphones that kind of just touch all the bases and i'm happy with so is this going to turn me into an audiophile no but i really did appreciate the chance it gave me to hear some of the music I love in a new light and appreciate it because it is cool. Hmm. Uh, so who were all the big names that were there? Like, was there like a Bose booth or was that even like, not, uh, oh no, not no, even, like not even Bose, close. Sennheiser, um, Sony, like they're not in the conversation at all. <laughs> they're not, yeah, that's that's a normie plebeian. Like, you can go across the street and get like that at Best Buy. Like, this is Hi Fi Man. Um, uh, a lot of Meze stuff, Abyss, Rawl. Uh, there was an Italian booth there called Spirit Torino. And these two Italian guys were just like gabbing it up the whole time. And it was a bunch of fun. They're kind of a new uh, brand, I guess. The the folk calls were there. Italian. Um, a bunch of, yeah, Italian. There was this guy who's like, you. he was like literally talking to me while I was trying on headphones. He's like, do you ever live in the... Uh, the Alps and like talked about how he listened to these headphones while he drives to to Milan. Like he he was, it was, it was a bunch of fun. This is like the richest people that have ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It it was, but like, this is their hobby. Like they, I know I talked to one guy who like, he would like stay up at night and just like his fun is just listening to music. Like not in the background, not while he edits a podcast, not while he does anything. He's just like sits down and it's like, Oh, I listened to these for like, Six hours last night. I was up till 4 a.m. Like, just listening to music. And I'm like, cool, my dude. I I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> what kind of music do they put on for you to sample? Is it, like, orchestral, like, Beethoven? Or, like, what, what are they? So, most of them either have a slot for you to plug in your own music. Or they have a collection of, like, a massive library of Mainly because of, you know, the clientele that they're kind of working with. A lot of classic rock, you know, your Seely Dance, your Peter Gabriel, uh, stuff like that. But they usually also have orchestral stuff as well. Like, that's what, at the Italian booth, they were playing a lot of the Italians, you know, orchestral stuff that they're known for. Because they were like, oh, this really showcases it well. But it's really about finding 
the music that you're going to listen to them for to compare. And ideally, you play the same music at each booth to figure out mm. which yeah. one captures the sound you want. So, you know, for example, they might really like or stuff that sounds good orchestrally. But if you're into hip hop, you might want one that has a little more bass, a little more low end. If you want metal, you might want a little more bite and a little more, I don't know, punchiness to it. So it's more clear. So you kind of have to find it what fits your A, preference, B, head shape, airs, whatever, sonic things that influence that, and C, the music that you want to hear it on. So there's a lot of little tastes, and it's fun going back and forth and sampling all the flavors. It was like going to an ice cream shop. I didn't buy anything, but I got a bunch of free scoops, and that was worth it. I don't think I'm going to go to go to a convention like that because I'm glad you had fun, but like here's my thing. I'm like... I'm not going to buy a $5,000 pair of headphones or whatever. And I don't want my, I don't want to feel bad about my Bose headphones. Like usually I'm like, Ooh, new, I got my new Bose quiet comfort and I put it on and it's, you know, a notable, it's a notable improvement from like pretty much any earbuds you're going to put in. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, wow, this sounds so good. But I've never had my hands on like, you know, the Ferrari of headphones or, or whatever. And so, so I would not say that it ruined my current headphones or anything like that. You know, I would similarly associate it with like going out to like a super expensive, real nice sushi restaurant in Japan. Like, is it going to be really good? Yeah. Is it going to ruin your enjoyment of all other sushi forever? Probably not. Hmm. Okay. Speaking of which, I'm going to, I'm going to take uh yeah. Pancake to Del Frisco's probably maybe this next week, and she's gonna have her first. Oh, there we go. Her first lobster experience. So that's uh, ooh, yeah, ooh, fine and dine, baby. Del Frisco, yeah. Well, well, you know, she got a promotion, and I and I believe in celebrating things. So you know, but that was very nice. Yeah. Congrats, Pancake. Well, all right. Well, Mason, Mason experienced the pinnacle. His ears are for changed forever. I did. Oh, I'm so they're so savory now. <laughs> Um, let's see. Any other news? Uh, no, we just pretty much when we weren't listening to very expensive headphones, we were up to like 4 a.m. watching Rush Hour. That was kind of how it works. I don't think I've ever watched Rush Hour. You know, the movie with Jackie oh, Chan. I love it. Which one did you watch? We watched all of two and part of three. Well, is Rush Hour three any good? No, I it's so. not. Two is good. Though. It's two is a blast. One is pretty good. One is good. Two is good. Three is bad. It, uh, it really doesn't hold up well from, like, a PC uh, comedy kind of way. Like, there's a lot of, like, jokes that maybe uh, 2022 might uh, not <laughs> be allowed. But it, it's fun. It's got charm. It's got heart. It's uh, just a good time. I, think it's pretty and I don't think I've ever seen it not in a hotel. I feel like you're talking about a, a, any comedy movie that's, like, older than 15 years that's, old. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of old comedies. I do notice like things in movies. I'm like, oh, that would not fly today. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm glad you had fun. So, Mason making Me his way down too. to the Big Apple. So. Indeed. Uh, Horizon update. Oh wow! Let's hear it. Mason gives him giving me some time here to ramble. Oh, sorry, on about I'm taking I'm that, taking up so much. Yeah, I finished Horizon. You know, um. I just decided halfway through that I didn't give a fuck about the story and, and, um, cause the story is bad. I mean, you, I know you're, I know you may or may not play this game, but you know, knowing what I know of you as like being a critic, I would say that, uh, you would not probably appreciate this, 
This uh, have you have you played the first Horizon? I think I asked you that before. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, I've played and beaten and platinum the first Horizon. Okay. And the plan was to get this one when it's uh, a little bit cheaper. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna give you a spoiler, but like, you know, you you know how in the first game there's like Gaia and like they're terraforming the Earth and all this, and um, you just spend most of the second game just like finding a com- computer programs to put Gaia back together basically and it's just not and, and they tell you that right from the beginning and it's just and but that's like that's like 70 to 80 percent of the whole story it's just not and it's just not a very compelling story it's you go here you grab a program you bring it back to your base and you give it to Gaia and then you go to this other part of the map and you get another another thing and you bring it back to your base and it's just like it's just not compelling the, the first one had all this mystery and you were trying to figure out what was going on and you know, and 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 it was just fun to like learn the story of Horizon in the first game, and in the second game, it's kind of like you just you already know what's happening, and then and then it gets really weird at the end. Like it just it just dives into this like pseudoscience, really intense sci-fi. Like it's not really like the first game was sci-fi, but it was mostly the dinosaurs and you know the fact that you found out that you were in the future or whatever, and the Earth was yeah. And this game is like way past that like we're it's like we're we're like if we're like in fucking star trek some shit (laughs) and um and and i just mainlined the 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 story and it was bad all the way to the end it's full of deus ex machina and all this just like bad writing and and now i'm and now i just have like I, i just don't know i don't know if i'll get to the platinum or not because um the you know i've read through the list after i finished and there's a huge amount of shit to do that I haven't done because I critical pathed, you know, the game. And also this game's story concludes in a way that is absolutely unarguably just an interlude to part three. There will be another game for sure. Um, and you know, you're going to, we're, we're all going to have to wait a while for that. I'm sure. So I don't know. It was just, a, it was just an overall really unsatisfying story experience. They do add some stuff that's neat. They add flying mounts, you know, there's, um, new weapons and all this, but at the end of the day, I just didn't think it was um, a very good experience. It wasn't what I wanted, and I don't know what I... W- I don't really know what it was that I was hoping for, but I don't know. I mean, is it, it still satisfying combat-wise to play? It is. You know, I don't... Enough to sit through the... I don't know. Drivel? Trials, it is just, yes. There's so much fucking talking in this game. I mean, it is unbelievably verbose. It, it must have five to six hours of cutscenes, and it must have another, I would say, five to ten hours of just talking. So you really have to be in it. you you got to be that person that wants to click through all 14 of the dialogue options with this, some random fucking person you found in the woods. I mean, that's just... And, and by the way, they're talking about, like, collecting berries or some shit like it's just drivel and you know you got to be really you got to be really sucked into the world like you got to want to click through all that crap me i'm just like i'm 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 picking the option that's just getting me the hell out of that dialogue and then i'm not even reading what the dialogue is that gets me out of the conversation i'm just trying to get back to you know whatever i'm doing at that moment because i'm not interested in in the random happenings of these villages that I'm not going to remember what they're going to say five minutes after I finish. So if you're not like a person that really gets sucked into like a world that, you know, and if you haven't fully bought in to the world, 
then I just don't think that this game will be for you, partially because it's such an all-encompassing experience. I think that if you're if you're not an asshole like me and you actually play the game the way it's meant to be played, where which is you're doing you're exploring map icons as you find them and you're you know doing side quests in each individual little village you find, you're gonna it's gonna be a long game. I mean, you're gonna spend sixty hours probably to get to the end of the story. If you're an asshole like I am and you just mainline <laughs> and you just mainline the story in a way that where you know, like the next, I, the next part of the story is on the map, and it's like forty five hundred steps away. And yes, it does take fucking forever to walk that amount, that amount of steps. And you're just passing all this shit and just not caring. You know, you can get to the story in probably, uh, you know, eighteen hours, I'd say. But you know, if, if, but that's not really the way the game is meant to be played. And now I'm stuck with like four hundred thousand map icons to clear because I didn't. You know, yeah. That just seems daunting. So I don't know. We'll see. I platinum the first one as well. Um, you got to do all the cauldrons again, which I think is really annoying. Like you did them in the first game. I learned how to tame all the monsters in the first game. I don't know why I'm learning how to tame them again. Um, did they? What was I? One of my favorite things about sequels is um, just like whatever story or reasoning they have for your character all of a sudden becoming like unpowered. And losing all the skills from the first game, did they have a good explanation in this one? No, they really don't. You just start over at level one, and it's not gotcha. So they don't even try to tell you why. No, and you know what? And and one of the biggest and um, you know, I and I may come back in a month or two and give a total, give a little bit of a better report because you know I haven't done all the extra stuff. Um, and I was and I was pretty invested in the game up until maybe like five, four or five hours into it. Uh, at which point it just became like, go fetch this computer program and reinstall it into Gaia. So I went and saw the movie Dog. I thought the movie was pretty pretty mediocre. Um, it's this story. It's Channing Tatum is really the only notable person in the movie. And he is like this PTSD ex-Marine, and he wants to get back in the Army because he doesn't, like, he can't function out in the real world. Like, he's, like, working at Subway and you know, getting, getting bitched at by like teenagers and he hates it. And he's in the, in the army won't let him back in cause he's got all this brain damage, but he wants to do it anyway. And so he basically like begs them until this guy says, fine, if you can deliver this dog like across country to be at this other Marine guy's funeral, then you can, then I'll do what I can do for you. And, and this is like a, like that's a, such a weird setup. It's like a police dog or a, uh, like a military dog. And the guy who died was the dog's handler. And if, I guess the family feels like it'd be important. And these like, you know, soldiers are trying to take care of their own or whatever. So they want it to be a, a good funeral for him. So, um, yeah, it is kind of a weird setup. So it's basically just an excuse to have Chan- Channing Tatum and this dog traveling across the, you know, the country and you know and it's such a chick flick i mean it's um it, it, it and, and it's not as nearly as much of a comedy as it's advertised as like the trailer makes it look like this funny movie with this dog it is a it's a pretty dark movie for most of it and because the dog's got ptsd he's got ptsd everybody's fucked up the dog is really not nice for most of the movie but really the movie's just an excuse to have Channing Tatum take his shirt off about 14 times, which is what he did, or walk around in a white... Hey, we take that. Yeah, or walk around <laughs> in like a white shirt in the rain so you can see his like skin stuck to his muscles all over the shirt and all this. And and um, I, I don't know. I didn't really think the movie was very good. We're going to see Batman next week, so I'm excited for that. But I'd probably give the movie like... 
Uh, it's a solid five out of ten. I mean, it's really just an average movie. You know, if you're a girl, gotcha. you're, I mean, it's just called Dog. They put in no effort. Yeah, I mean, if you're a teenage, yeah, it has no budget either. If you're if you're a teenage girl, um, or like a twenty year old, I don't know how old girls are who like Channing Tatum. Probably everybody. Um, even I can I'd tell say between the ages of nine and ninety. <laughs> even I can tell this guy is hot. So I mean, it's it's pretty pretty obvious. I'm, you know, if you're a chick and you're like Nate eighteen, you're gonna love this movie. It's got a dog in it, and it's got Channing Tatum. Who you know you're just gonna be like wet the whole movie. I don't know how else to put it. So, <laughs> what's a what's a better movie, Dog or Airbud? Oh, Airbud's way better. <laughs> Hell yeah, Come it on. is. <laughs> Airbud's he slam dunks. <laughs> does, <laughs> does he slam dunk in that oh, movie? What was uh? I think I saw like a tweet or something uh, like a week or so back that it's like imagine inviting your like high school crush to uh, watch you play basketball and a dog drops thirty four points on you. <laughs> 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 good god <laughs> god everybody is so cool and there's like all the spinoffs where he did other sports i think i don't know what? i didn't watch them <laughs> does everybody slam dunk i uh, i gotta look this up assuming i don't know he if he could I'm gonna say, does oh Air my Bud goodness dunk? just look up Airbud on oh, google okay. he first dunk- thing is Air Buddies, a film series we got the, the the basketball, we got the football, we got the soccer, we got volleyball, we got baseball. Oh my god. Snow buddies. How does he play buddy? volleyball? Holy How does he play baseball? Treasure buddies, spooky buddies, he can't swing a bat. space buddies. He has no thumbs. I did not know the, the dog cinematic universe was so, <laughs> so extensive. Good lord. Anyway, apparently he dunks on the poster, but not during the movie. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, I also watched the movie The Descent. Um, this is a movie from like, how old is this movie? The Descent is a movie from two. Is it really two thousand five? Two thousand five. Oh my god. Okay, it's older than I thought. Um, it's fucking intense. This is one of the most intense horror movies I've ever seen. Um, Pancake fell asleep during it, like right at the beginning. It was it was a hard week, and I, I'm gonna have to watch it again with her because it's so insane. Have you seen this movie? I have not, but you know it's a good movie. And I hate being the guy who's like, oh, the internet has good scores, yeah, yeah. so therefore it's a good movie. But when a horror movie has above a seven on it's IMDb, crazy. that's like a good sign. Yeah, this movie's crazy. It's like, oh my God, it's just uncomfortable the whole time. It's about this like group of girls who are thrill seekers, I guess they are. And they... This like one chick who's with them uh, in the movie. I don't know what her name is in the movie, but um, she's like this like hot Asian girl, and she's, I think she's Asian. I don't know. And uh, and she's like, you know, taking her friends into this cavern basically. And so they like they rappel into this cavern, and it's just it's just a, the movie's a nightmare. If you have claustrophobia, don't even try. <laughs> like you're out right now. <laughs> Um, you know, because there's this whole section of the movie at the beginning where they're in this cavern and you're thinking, oh, it's cool. Like they repelled in and they went into like the next couple like rooms of this cavern. And I'm thinking that would be good enough for me. Like I repelled into a cavern. I walked around. It's neat. You know, they even went into a room where there was no sunlight anymore and they like lit their flares and ate dinner. And I'm thinking like, that's pretty cool. I would sit there in a cavern like, you know, a hundred feet from the end from like the hole that I'd repelled into. It's just like a hole in the woods. And 
eat dinner in a fucking cave with a flare. Like that's pretty that's pretty cool. I will do that. Um, and I and, and Mason, I know you pretty well. I feel like you would do that too. But yeah, these people are fucking nuts because they're like, oh, we have to. What are they? I don't even know. They're trying to find the, the another exit or something. So they're like, th- these people are are like laying on their stomachs, shimmying like shimmying through these like like sideways chimney shaped like like openings that are barely wide enough to like fit a human and like and you're just watching this and it is so uncomfortable i I can't describe why exactly but like you just know they're gonna get stuck or there's gonna be a cave-in or it's gonna be just something bad's gonna happen and you're thinking these fucking people are crazy because i would never do this like this is so dangerous like it is beyond beyond scuba beyond skydiving it's it's fucking nuts. Like, I, I don't even, and some of these people are like, they're go, they're like, like, you know, they're army crawling sort of through these tunnels and they can't, I'm like, and there's no way they're going to be able to turn around. And I'm thinking if this fucking thing goes for like 300 feet and then there's a dead end, are they going to like move, go backwards 300 feet? Like, could you even yeah, do that? I, 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 I'm not claustrophobic, but it's yeah, awful. like I've done like little, very like controlled level, like, caving and stuff yeah it's it's so frightening <laughs> i think caving is neat but not this this is too much and yeah and then they find i'm not gonna spoil it, but they find danger other danger in the cave and the whole movie is just fucking crazy i mean it is violent you know like they're gonna they're, they'll fall through like a hole and end up in a room they land in like a, a giant like lake of blood full of human bones and all. It's just nuts. And then, and wait, are you still talking about Elden Ring or is this? <laughs> is that what Elden Ring is like? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. kind of. It's fucking nuts, man. It's this movie is crazy. And then there's a sequel to it. I mean, if you look at the images on IMDb of this movie, is like here, here's one of a girl. Just she. It looks like Carrie. Like she's like covered in human blood. In mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just nuts. So if if you want to if you if you're a listener and you love horror movies like I do and you want to watch just an unbelievable horror movie that is just gonna fuck your day up like this is like this is an intense movie this is up there with like Martyrs and the other movies that like people don't watch because they're gonna like be fucked up forever uh, I don't know if it's quite gotcha. as, so it's, this gets the effed up seal of approval it sounds like yeah it's not as bad as Martyrs but it's it's intense so this is yeah this is. I haven't seen a horror movie this this rough in a while, so it's definitely worth watching. And as you said, it has a great scores online. And there is a sequel. I haven't watched it yet. It's on Netflix. These are both on Netflix. Oh, no. The Descent is not on Netflix. I found it on Peacock, of all places. I still had my Peacock prescri- subscription because I was I, I got it for the Olympics. And, okay, um, yeah. And it's on Peacock, so good fucking luck, people, if you have Peacock. But Peacock is actually okay, and it's not it's not that expensive. It's like Four ninety nine. So, is the second movie any good? I wonder. The Descent I have no Two. Idea. The Descent Part Two is oh, it's got a much lower score. It, it pretty much would have to. So let's see. What else did I do? Good lord. Um, I, I watched most of all of us are dead. I I I've talked about this before. It's that zombie, the Korean zombie show. Mm-hmm. It's still really good. I think I think it's even better now that I'm like on episode eight. I mean, it's I think it's even better. There's so much crazy at, like just action running from zombies, and the, and the plot is kind of thickening. Like they're they've got they've got like the cities under martial law now, and police officers are trying to get to the school to rescue their kids, and 
it's it, there's just like a lot to it and you're constantly jumping around from like group from like group to group of these people that are all you know either trying to rescue somebody or trying to survive and there's a cool scene in it where like these kids in this school get this drone that's in like the science room and they're he's got like the headphone the headset on and he's flying the drone all through the school trying to find his their friends and they like they like leave the it flies out of the school across like the whole campus. This is like a super rich. This cool. This school is definitely like a private school. It looks like, it's like, it looks like a fucking college campus. It's so ridiculous, and it's you know they're like flying over the city, and I'm thinking how much range does this fucking drone have, <laughs> and and it's just I don't know. There's a whole lot to it. It's it's definitely a really solid TV show. It's on Netflix. I recommend it highly. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just like I think I'm eternally locked into like horror. I think it's my favorite genre right now uh horror and then like this zombie show is kind of it's kind of horror i guess it's action thriller i guess you know it's yeah between resident evil um yeah maybe that's why you didn't like horizon as much you're like it wasn't spooky enough it didn't have the jumps the the gruesomeness it didn't have make me spine tingle i did finish that of that resident evil game that village game and Mm -hmm. that game doesn't know what it wants to be I don't know. Did I talk about that already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it turns into like Gears of War at the end, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't expect this at all. But... <laughs> yeah. it's That's yeah. why I didn't get a number. You know, they knew it wasn't a mainline next level installment. It was just uh, messing around. Anyway, so um, I don't know. The next week, I'm probably... I'm just going to be playing Horizon. I don't know. I, I'm... Until I just can't, <laughs> until I just can't handle any more of trying to get the platinum trophy, I, I will, I will press on, you know. And but Elden Ring is the next thing I'm gonna get. But sadly, I'll be like the person, you know. For once, I was like in the meta. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna get this new game. Everyone's gonna get it. The last one sold 20 million copies, so this one everyone's gonna buy it, and I'm gonna be able to like talk about it. And then it's like no one. I feel like no one bought this game. Everybody bought Elden Ring. <laughs> Like, fuck. Yep, that's yeah. I made that's, the wrong choice, so you know. But do you have any? Do you have anything you can say about Elden Ring? Because I'm kind of curious to hear. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I could definitely talk about Elden Ring. It's it definitely started off. You know, I played maybe three hours my first day, and I was very mixed on it. Um, I was a lot of the hitboxes. Um, on one of the enemies was just pissing me off. So when you, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but when you start the game proper, there is a big enemy, or I should say a sizable enemy that stares you down right out the gates. And you're clearly not supposed to fight him. It's supposed to be one of those lessons that says, Hey, you have an entire world to explore. You don't have to fight the first people you see. If you're not ready for one area, just go somewhere else. There's so much more to do and see. And I knew that's what the game was telling me. And I was like, I know that, but I want to fight this guy. Yeah. And his hitboxes were so jank. Like, every other enemy, for the most part, has had good hitboxes and is fun. But just, like, the first big guy I fought was, like, the one that they ironed out the kinks the least about. Uh, So I was, like, "Eh, a little grouchy about it. The game doesn't tell you how to do anything. And I realized later, because I just skipped the tutorial... So I was like, it's weird that it doesn't tell me how to two-hand my weapon. It's weird that it doesn't tell me this. And I knew kind of how to because I've played these games before. But I was like, oh, if I'm a newcomer, this doesn't tell you anything. Well, it's because I skipped the tutorial and I'm an idiot. 
So like as you get a feel for how things work, you need to unlock a few things before the game really becomes what it's supposed to be. But it's 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 so quick that it's it's good. It's a good game, and I think after another ten to fifteen hours, I'll be like, this is a great game. Um, so it is the, great. I heard I heard it was like it Breath of, I heard it was like Breath of the Wild. Um, sort of. I mean, it's a lot of not, not Breath of the Wild. I'm sure is not as dark, but I would say the game feels like you are on a horse. You kind of explore this open. You, some might call it empty. I I would maybe call it refreshing. Empty. Um, it's just a landscape, and you kind of just journey across it very quickly, very speedily. Um, you kind of bop some enemies on the head as you go, and you kind of just keep an eye out for something of interest. And you see something, and you go there, and you fall down a well, and you get in into this massive like Dark Souls S dungeon mm. that you play for hours and. You fight these bosses, you do your checkpoints, and then you bop the boss on the head, you get your prize, and you <laughs> pop out, and you're back in the open world again. You bop again. him on the head just like that? Boop. You, well, you bop him on the butt, and then he goes, oh, and then he leans over, and then his <laughs> head is exposed, then you bop him on the head. Got but it. I would say single-handedly, if I had to sell this on someone who was kind of iffy about getting it, yeah. if you've played old stuff before, um, the best thing that I've seen is that the run from like bonfires, quote unquote, they're called something else in this game, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The respawn points to the boss room is maybe like three seconds long. Whoa. Like they put like the respawn points right next to bosses. Oh. So you don't have a long trudge to like go through 12 waves of enemies, up two ladders, down I one see. flight of stairs. Like they made, they put a lot more respawn points in this game. Does that make it a lot easier like, though? I mean, that's dark. No, Souls it just is... makes it less frustrating. Like the okay. bosses are just as difficult, but it's like, do you really want to go through the rigmarole of three minutes of, you know, navigating layouts and like going through the same hordes? Like that's not what the game is there for. It's to fight bosses. So I like it. It makes it more like more fun to just bash your head against the wall because you don't have to pull your head back as far each time. So, I, I, yeah, I got it's, you. It's just, there's moments of it that are a little bit gamified for the better. You know, you want to, you're on your horse, you're flying by and you see something you want to pick up from the ground. You don't have to stop and slow down and pick it up. You just hit a button and it zips into your inventory. You want to get up a cliff, there's these pools that you just hit and it kind of cartoonishly launches your horse up into the air to get to the next level like it looks dumb but it it is all in the effort of making the game more fun to play and there's still some bs stuff going on that you would love that's punishing and unfair to the point but when you finish it you're like yeah i guess it was kind of fun so it's a it's a good it's a good souls game and i think it will be a great one is it better than bloodborne right now i'd say no but i think it might get there Hmm. That is a good ad- adjustment, you know, because having to be knocked back all the way to the beginning of an area is pretty annoying. Uh, but it it seems like needless difficulty just for the sake of being difficult, you know, to do that to people. Mm-hmm. But I will add that there was a certain satisfaction to playing and then getting the next checkpoint, which was the bonfire. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
And it's, it wasn't always. And it makes it a little more pressuring knowing that, oh, if I die here, I'm going to have to go so much further back and do it all over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, at least in, like, Sekiro, the walk from the bot, from, like, the from some bonfire or whatever to the boss wasn't, wasn't always that bad. Uh, and I'm including Sekiro in the Dark Souls. And, you know, and, um, but I can see how this is a small adjustment that would get more people on board with the game while still not fully pissing off the hardcore, like, I've been playing Dark Souls since Demon Souls crowd, you know? Yeah. So it's probably a good no, move. Elden Ring is an amalgamation of every game before it. Hmm. Okay. Pretty much every game in the Soulsborne catalog, and Sekiro included, has something that that game did well incorporated into this one. Got it. So, yeah. And um, which and what type of character are you playing? Um, I, I, I started with a Vanguard class, but... It, really doesn't matter. I'm going with uh, my typical dex build because I'm a baby and I like rolling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dex build for now. A little bit of strength. A little bit of magic just to like aggro enemies. But I usually play the very first time very simply. Um, very light armor and just a lot of bopping. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking up. I'm looking at the because now you're talking about it. You're getting me all excited. I'm looking at the the quest, like the required quests and stuff from uh, Horizon, and it looks like you only have to do about a dozen side quests, and there's got to be a hundred of them. So that's um that's a lot less daunting than I thought. So that gives me a little bit of hope. So I guess I'm not going to be having to clear every single little thing. So that's good. Yeah. And then I'll get to play Horizon or I get to play. Uh, Effectively, Dark Souls again, which is pretty good. So another, I can't wait to be cheesing the shit out of bosses because I'm bad at these games, and I always get through them because if I get stuck, I there's always some way to make the boss get stuck on a bush or fall off a cliff. So that's here. I, yep, I uh, we love the cheese. We love the cheese here. Well, I have a feeling you don't cheese much, Mason, but I will cheese no. if I can because I am a because I am a baby. I'm a baby bitch. <laughs> So. You're a baby in fighting. I'm a baby for Resident Evil, and that's okay. Hey, all right. Well, I'll play Resident Evil, and you can fight the hard bosses. Okay. Deal. All right, guys. We're <laughs> going to go to the podcast now, the main podcast. But, hey, we are happy you listened. We love you. We appreciate you, really. And we'll see you next week, as always, on Hobby Addicts. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.